Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. We've got a lot to get into today from Katie Thurston to Caitlin Bristow. We have a Clayton update. Yes, that's right. We heard from the judge in his court case. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Tell you what, folks, the vibes are the vibes. Are they good vibes or bad vibes? They are the vibes we're working with. Tuesdays are a tough day, aren't they, folks? It's not even close to the weekend, and it is. we don't have that Monday hangover to, to nurse. We're just hanging out, right? Well, shared some good content for you. Well, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what's good or bad. Isn't that right? Isn't that the isn't that the the thing we need to remember is it's hard to say what's good or bad. And um, my wife and I just shared some real tough news that we were trying to buy a home in Nashville and uh, finally put an offer down and then found out that there was a cash offer. So there's always somebody out there with more money, it seems. But either way, we're going to keep working, folks. We're going to keep working hard. How do you know I do this podcast every day? Because we're trying to buy a dang house. And boy, do we have a lot to get into. So yeah, so it's been a, it's been a little bit of a week. I'm getting threatened with lawsuits in all directions from one Jane Doe. All directions, whether it's an injunction against harassment or a th- uh, threatening me with uh, suing me for defamation. It's not just a threat at this point. Actually, I can report that the person trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, attach me uh, to this uh, lawsuit, uh, I guess a string of lawsuits that she has against other people, uh, are they considered lawsuits? What's an injunction against harassment? I'm, I'm no legal expert. My point being is that I am uh, have, uh, now, I guess, I wouldn't say on the winning side, but her injunction, excuse me, her order of protection against me was denied by a judge in the uh, Los Angeles Superior Court. She tried to get an order of protection against me. For whatever reason, the judge said, no way, Jose. And now she's going to go for an injunction against harassment. It looks like the court day is going to be the Monday after Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, Hopefully the judge has uh, plenty of cranberry sauce and stuffing and is feeling well-fed to deal with what might be a very interesting and I believe to be frivolous lawsuit. But hey, that's for the judge to decide, right? Those are just my opinions. And either way, what are we even talking about? Are you new to the channel? Well, this is the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. This is the case that is very complicated uh, because it involves an order of protection that's granted against him and now an injunction against harassment uh, where he has won his case. So she won the order of protection against him, which means he can't you know, be near her for two years. And he won the injunction against harassment, which is like an order of protection. Basically, the judge decided that she was harassing him. He created, uh, she created multiple phone numbers or emails uh, to uh, circumvent him blocking her. But don't take my word for it. We're going to listen to what the judge actually had to say. It's fascinating stuff. I'm well within my rights to share it. I've talked to many legal experts in the Arizona court system, and there's actually a law that these uh, sorts of cases are made public, probably for these types of reasons, because it's important for the audience, the public, the it's your civic duty, really, 
to be able to decide for yourself through a series of, you know, through the court system, which while it doesn't always get to the right solution, it tries its best and it's a kind of uh, all we've got at this point. So I'm going to share for you guys what the judge had to say there. But first, how about something lighter? Let's go to Gary on the, um, what I don't even know what this show's called anymore, Live with Kelly and Mark, which used to be called Live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and then Kathy Lee left, and then it was Regis, you know, the show goes on. But either way, here's Kelly and Mark asking Gary about the multiple I love yous going on on his season of Golden Bachelor. Have a listen. Many bachelors before you do. You drop the L word on more than one woman. Oh. Gary? Gary? I understand, Gary. Gary. I understand. I love, I love everyone. <laughs> There's a certain bachelor tradition that you need to keep alive with every season. Uh-huh. And, and stepping in a bucket is one yes. of them, and that's it. But what happened? You just got carried away, or did you actually fall in love with more than one woman? I think it's fair to say that I actually fell in love with those women. Um, but that's not the same as realizing that one of the three of them, by the end of the journey, is the one person that you can't live without. Um, ah. with, with each of those women, they had such wonderful personalities. They were each different and unique in their own way. But, and, and to love them, I, I can openly admit to that. But I also know that there was only one by the end of it, clearly, that is the one I couldn't live without. Heard about this All right, so there he is. There is Gary Turner saying, justifying why he said he loved multiple women on the show. And it's like, yeah, look, the guy's got a lot of love to give, but which woman can he not live without? That's yet to be seen, and we'll be catching that up soon. And by the way, I'm getting comments in my Patreon. That's the private bonus content. That's the video live stream of the people that watch me make this uh, podcast. But I'm getting comments from people telling me that Reality Steve today uh, was supporting our channel and telling people to go watch our YouTube videos regarding the Clayton paternity scandal. And I just have to continue to publicly thank Reality Steve for his support. He understands how ridiculous this is. He's been taken through the court system because of Bachelor commentary and things like that in the past. And it's nice to know we've got other people with great platforms on the side of justice, which isn't crazy. I'm not a martyr. I'm not being persecuted. I'm not I'm not a victim or any of these things. But I think anybody who's covered this story or at least has absorbed the content of the story sees that we are just trying to sift through all of the bullshit here and get down to what is true and what is not. And so often outside the court system, as the term we use often, people can piss on your leg and tell you it's raining, but that doesn't always work with a judge. Uh, Why don't we get to it right now? Let's hear what the judge had to say regarding Clayton's injunction against harassment that he filed against Jane Doe. As I stated when we first started this hearing, um, I'm not making a determination as to whether or not she's pregnant or not. That is a family court matter. That case is pending before the family court. The testing or whatever is going to happen is a result of that. So I'm not making a decision and a determination today whether or not there is a uh, valid or invalid pregnancy. I understand Mr. Eckert's position is there isn't. I understand her position is there is. That's where we are at the moment. With regards to the evidence and the communication, the court at this time does find there were a series of events that were aimed at the uh, plaintiff. 
that would cause a reasonable person to be alarmed, annoyed, or harassed, that he was, in fact, alarmed, annoyed, or harassed. I do find they did not serve a legitimate purpose. Messages that have been sent. One, he blocked her on numerous occasions. She even said in the blocking communication, can you unblock me so I can unblock you again? I got a new number, and then there's another new number. I think that's clear that he does not wish to have communication. Nature of the communication, while maybe surrounds the pregnancy, the communications that I have a lot of concerns with are the ones where she's trying to make offers to him to continue a relationship that she is trying to facilitate. If you do this, then I'll give you this. Uh, Those kinds of messages are of the nature that are harassing and can be viewed as alarming, annoying, or harassing. Um, There are a number of messages that were admitted that are attempts at, I, I view kind of almost as trying to, you know, get him to do and agree to things that are not necessarily, you know, it's not like we said, hey, can you take a paternity test? And he says, no. Hey, you know, can you reconsider? I want to do a paternity test. And then I went and filed a lawsuit because you wouldn't do it. I mean, that's one thing. 500 emails back and forth or messages, I'll say text messages and emails over that period of time to try to clarify and do that is is beyond uh, what was necessary to be able to communicate those things. There were a number of threats to go to the media, which were other additional attempts to try to use the media as manipulation or the threat to go to the media as manipulation. I find those to be uh, alarming, annoying, or harassing. So I am going to grant the injunction at this time. Injunction would, uh, is going to prevent any communication outside of legal the legal process uh, and specifically a legal process and court hearings. Um, so I am going to grant the injunction, and so uh, I will sign the uh, granted injunction today. Um, and then I know Ms. Owens isn't present, but we can give uh, a copy of the signed injunction, obviously, to Mr. Lopez uh, today. Uh, but whether or not ultimately she needs to be served with it uh, so that uh, the service of the injunction is appropriate because it will go into effect once the injunction is served upon her. It would remain in effect uh, for a period of one year. This was the hearing that she uh, had uh, as a result of that, so there's not an additional time to request an additional hearing. In a world where people can manipulate statistics and share biased news and all these types of things, we have a court system. And in that court system, both the plaintiff and the defendant get to share their evidence. And hopefully an impartial judge can weigh that evidence. And, you know, in this case, I actually thought that there was a lot of evidence that Clayton's side had that was... um, struck down by the judge after an objection by the defendant. Some of that evidence being that she had said uncannily similar things. That's the lawyer's uh, words, right? She said it was uncanny. Some of the things that Jane Doe has said uh, about Clayton's case that she had said in past, that uh, all that information was sort of shut down. But when it came down to it, the judge said, based on the information presented and lack of evidence. So it'll come down to this. You know, I get emails every day, even though I've asked them to stop. And will I file an injunction against harassment on them? Maybe. I've, I'd rather not get the court system involved when I can just ignore them. But we'll have to see how aggressive they get. But in this case, I now understand why court costs are so expensive. It's a tragedy. And it's exhausting. Either way, we've reopened the GoFundMe. 
I hate to do this. I was really hoping we wouldn't need the funds. I'm not kidding when I say this. I read everyone's comments. I read everyone's donations. And it's humbling to see names out there. Please, 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 please do not donate if money's not good. If money is not good on your end, take care of yourself. We're going to be okay. Take care of yourself. But if you've got that extra money and you've enjoyed, uh, enjoy might be the bad word, but if you've been intrigued by this court battle and all of the things going on and want to put your money on a side that you believe to be in the right, which I believe to be in the right, which is uh, reporting on this story as fairly as possible and trying to get down to the truth. If you want that side of justice to prevail, the GoFundMe is live. There's a link in my Instagram. There'll be a link below. You can go check it out. I, I paused it. We raised six grand in a day and I said, all right, let's just pause it. We might not need this. She might not come after me. Now she is. My lawyer wants $10,000 for a retainer. It's not cheap to go through all of the emails and podcasts and clips and, and all of the accusations. It's just not cheap. He has to go through all of that with his team, and we've got to put a good case together. God forbid I lose one of these injunctions against harassments or a case of defamation. You don't just get, you know, sometimes you just don't recover from that. So I don't mean that in any serious way to say, oh, we're going to shut the channel down. But that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get us to delete all of our videos and stop commenting on this. And if we do that, then what's next, right, folks? So it's really more of a place of principle. I thank everybody who has been with us on the side of principle and has really seen that we, while we might be the only people really putting our neck out there and we might be the main target of her because of the content we've shared and the, uh, you know, sort of the content we've exposed, it makes us a target. And one of which I don't regret being, I wish it wasn't this way, but we are going to fight like hell to make sure we use all available uh, procedures and all available bandwidth to make sure we're on the right side of this story. Pretty wild story in the sports world. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon this season. This used to be one of those things when you when you tore your ACL or your Achilles, you were just out for the year. I mean, it used to be like this would be career ending. And especially at his age where he could just retire, he might be coming back this year. Aaron Rodgers says, I'm a few weeks from coming back after tearing his Achilles. Aaron Rodgers is telling people they won't have to wait long to see him get back on the field. The New York Jets quarterback was caught on a hot mic saying he's only a few weeks from returning from his Achilles. Here's what he had to say. Let's see if you guys can listen to this. Someone asked, when are you coming back? And he said, a few weeks. And they go, really? <laughs> you know, I think people are surprised. And he's letting it rip. He's throwing the ball. He's moving around. I mean, I don't know what he's doing to recover. The four-time MVP has been showing strong signs of improvement over the past few weeks, walking around without crutches, throwing the football. Now, look, could he re-injure it? Absolutely. But at, at this age, you know, I don't know if it's a terrible risk. Again, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. But it's like good for him for continuing to fight the good fight. And speaking of fighting the good fight, from one queen to another, we've got Queen Katie Thurston on Queen Caitlin Bristow's podcast. I'm going to share a clip of Katie Thurston describing what it was like to go down to the beach. As we know, a few days ago, she posted a photo with Blake Moynes. Uh, so people were speculating, are they back together? I'm the first to tell you, absolutely not. I was actually invited to the same event by um, by um, Blake Moynes, and I wish I could have gone, but that's when I was in Nashville not buying a home. And actually, I was in the same neighborhood that Caitlin lives in. 
in in Nashville. She was uh, at Chris Harrison's for the wedding. We'll get to that story in a second. But here's what uh, Katie Thurston had to say. Uh, And again, we gave Katie Thurston credit. She was the first lead to come on Driving with Dave. And now we also got Caitlin Bristow. The only other lead is, can you guess it, trivia for the day. Colt, Colton, <laughs> Clayton Eckwood, Clayton Eckerwood, Cl- Clayton Eckerwood. Uh, that's Clayton Eckerd. And by the way, shout out to Clayton Eckerd's mom. What a sweetheart. Uh, she's been listening uh, as as well. <laughs> she's uh, with as a lot of moms out there has has caught up on our coverage. So we appreciate all the support. Here's Katie Thurston on what it was like to walk onto the beach. Everyone seemed pretty shocked. Like I remember, it felt like the longest five minutes of silence or something. Like, I was like. Don't go get up at once, everybody. You know, like I was so uncomfortable because the producer was like, oh, everyone will get up and hug you. Everyone's going to welcome you. It's going to be great. And so I'm like, yay. So I'm just and then like I just felt like everyone just stared at me. I don't I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a lifetime. If you're going down there, obviously you and Blake are going to talk at some point. Can you tease anything about that or is it going to be like we have to wait and see? The thing I'll tease, I mean, it's coming up finally. You know, it's like every every week they're like, when are you coming? I'm like, just hang in there, you know. It's just nice to watch two exes just be emotionally mature in their experience together. There it is, folks. So we're going to have to wait to see what goes down between Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes. Regardless, it's good for them to get closure after breaking up. It's been a little while now. And speaking of closure after a breakup, we've got what Jason Tartik has to say after breaking up with Caitlin Bristow. They ran into each other for the first time at Chris Harrison's wedding. So we're going to go to that clip next. It is Sunday. I am in Austin, Texas, and I am in Austin, Texas because we just had Chris Harrison's wedding celebrations this weekend. It was so much damn fun. I honestly was smiling ear to ear for 48 hours straight, had just the best time, the best time with a lot of Bachelor Nation that I haven't seen or spoken to in a while. And how it worked is Friday, we actually went over to Chris's house. He had all the people from the Bachelor franchise there. Gosh, his house is beautiful. Oh my goodness gracious. It is just an absolute work of art. And who was there? So on Friday, you had Trista, Jojo, Becca Tilly and Haley, Ashley and Jared, Jared and Tanner. You had Colton and Jordan, Ben and Jess, Wells and Sarah Hyland, Alan and Molly. They were there Saturday. They missed Friday. Sean and Catherine were there Saturday. They missed Friday. Ari and Lauren and Tasha was there. And I don't think I'm missing anybody, but if I am, I'm so sorry. It was so much fun to see everyone. Oh, and of course, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm missing a big person. Caitlin was there. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, but it was, you know, Caitlin, and I haven't seen Caitlin since I moved out and haven't talked to her really over the phone much. So, this was the first time Caitlin and I saw each other. And we just immediately went right up to each other. We hugged each other, broke the ice. It was good. Yeah, that's one of those things you immediately, if if you see an ex, (laughs) my guess is you have to immediately go break the ice. You have to immediately talk or else you make it weird. You ever have that where you know someone else is in a room, they know you're in a room, everyone else knows you're both in the room and it makes it weird? Well, this is is that scenario. I mean, I remember just like I said a few weeks ago when I interviewed Caitlin Bristow, the funny thing she's, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in Nashville uh, next week. And she was like, oh, I'm not. She's like, she said, I'm going to be in Texas for Chris Harrison's wedding and it's going to be the first time I see Jason. So you could tell that there was a little bit of that energy because- 
look, they've spent the last few months trying to get their lives in order as separated people. And that's got to be very tough when you kind of adopt mannerisms and you start speaking the same language and you feel, you know, you ever, anyone who's been through a breakup understands the complexities that exist there. I do have to say, and I am so proud, and I just want to make this comment, I am so proud of our audience. I uh, told Caitlin, I said, hey, peep the comment section on our YouTube video. She said, I did. I saw the comment section and I cried. Your generosity towards her, that's not something she necessarily always gets on her uh, in her DMs. I think it's a little rare to see how kind our audience is. And I thank you guys all for that. I felt like a proud father to all of you out there. Old Daddy Dave was like, oh, good for you guys for spreading love. Because that can be harder to do sometimes. But good for you guys. Everything was great. The whole weekend with every single one of those people, Caitlin included, it was fun. There were great deep conversations. It was so healthy. And it was just everyone was so focused on the celebration of Lauren and Chris, which was beautiful. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Their vows were just so special. And I like, I was crying and everyone there was crying. And it was just like, it was really just a beautiful ceremony of, of pure happiness and two people that have gone through a lot, right? Like they have relationship wise, they've gone through a lot. Chris has been divorced. Lauren has been divorced. And to see through adversity and through life challenges, these two people just find their soulmate was so, so cool to be a part of. And yeah, it's Sunday. I feel so refreshed from this weekend. And it was so good to see everyone, and especially Caitlin. We had such great conversation, such healthy conversation. And so I can't wait for this week. And I hope everyone has a great week themselves. But enough of me, enough of National Retail Federation updates. And for- All right. So there it is, folks. There's your update from Jason Tartig on Trading Secrets. I really do enjoy that he gives the personal updates on an otherwise professional show like that. Uh, people are invested in him. And hey, if you're invested in me, I'm going to be doing some venting on what's going on in my life. I got to tell you, I've never felt more like an adult than I do this week. Uh, so that'll be on the Patreon today, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I can't promise they're good updates, but I do know that whatever adversity uh, is out there and whatever hurdles need to be uh, overcome, that uh, I know I'll be stronger for it. And I am excited to prove that to you all out there. A little abrupt on some of the edits there, but the, you know, there's just so much content going on. I shared what the judge had to say earlier, you know, just a four, three, four minute clip, but I've got a 35 minute version of that story. So if you want to check out the full YouTube version of the closing statements and want to see how wild it actually is, go to the YouTube and check that out. I just, I don't know, I felt like it's a little, little too much to share over here. I don't want all, you know, for those that aren't covering the paternity scandal, I don't want to lose out on all the other content going on in Bachelor Nation because there is a lot. All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm in the charming state of Rhode Island. I need to go sip on some clam chowder and enjoy the most beautiful foliage you've ever seen and go spend some time with my family. I hope you guys have the chance to do the same. I want to send a shout out to all of the messages I've been receiving from so many people in the community. Thank you so much for the wellness checks. It's really kind. It's really generous. And I thank you again 
for giving me the opportunity to be one of the podcasts you listen to. Thank you guys all so much. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.